Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Polos Podcast. We are here with our American Idol, Mr. William Hung. During American Idol Season 3, his rendition of Ricky Martin Shebang set the world afire. He has appeared on Kimmel, Conan, Letterman, Leno, Ellen, Howard Stern, and my personal favorite appearance on Arrested Development. Now he's here on the Polos Podcast, the Polos Podcast American Idol. Welcome, William Hung. Welcome. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? We are good. We are happy that you are here. Thank you so much for coming to our humble studio, William. No problem. William, question for you. You auditioned for American Idol Season 3. Probably the best season of American Idol as far as talent that came out of it. Not just you, but they had Fantasia Barrino, Grammy winner, Jennifer Hudson, Academy Award winner, Latoya London holds a residency at the Carolina Opry, Diana DeGarmo, Broadway and Hair and Hairspray, among others. What does it feel like to be a part of the canon of American Idol history? It was unbelievable, and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. You were a student at UC Berkeley when you decided to audition in San Francisco, right? Yes. You were around 20 years old. Were you a yes. sophomore, junior? I think sophomore. Excellent. I have many sophomoric ideas, but I'm very happy to hear that. Um, for those keeping score, that's church laughing. William, what gave you the idea to audition for American Idol? Did you see a sign? Had you watched the show before? Or what made you want to um, show your uh, enthusiasm and emotion? What made you sing She Bangs? Well, uh, it's a, this is going to be a short story. <laughs> the way it happened was that when I started taking civil engineering classes at UC Berkeley, it was hard for me. I was, when I sat down and listened to the lectures, I was wondering to myself, are they speaking English or are they speaking Martian? <laughs> I don't know what Martian sounds like, but civil engineering is probably as close as you're going to get to that. Yes, so I didn't do well and I got my first D in my life. No. Yeah, and then I don't know what to do. One day I saw a poster for a school talent show at the Clark Crew dormitories. Then I decided to try out. Why not? Nothing to lose. Sure. And to my great surprise, I won. The no. grand prize was a DVD player. Oh, so your second D, VD. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so what did you sing during that uh, showcase or that um, school talent show? It was She Bangs by Ricky Martin. And why, have you, why do you have such an affect for that song? Why do you adore it so? Is it you just like... The emotion in it? Do you like the dancing? Or I like, did you study Spanish in school? Uh, I studied Spanish in school, but I'm not better sure. than Martian. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Sure, uh, but I think that's because I like sounds that people don't get to hear on the radio every day. Something unique. Sure. So if they asked you for a second song, you know how sometimes you go on American Idol and you sing a, a an upbeat song, and then maybe Paul will be like, "We'd love to hear a ballad." Did you have one ready in the chamber to go? No, I didn't. At the time, I <laughs> Just she bangs, like... but slower. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting one. So you went to school at Berkeley, so you must have spent a fair amount of time in Oakland, right? Yes. Does that make you a Warriors fan? 
An, a, a Golden State Warriors fan? Uh, not really. Well, I, I was gonna say congratulations because they won the that championship, is true. but never mind. That's true. No, <laughs> you, I, I'm happy to see them win. You did perform at Oracle Arena, though, right? I did. I did. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Did you perform She Bangs at Oracle Arena? What did you perform in front of twenty thousand people? It was She Bangs. Yeah. Yes. Has Ricky Martin ever spoken to you about your performance? Yes, a few times throughout my career, and they and we never met though. Okay, but he was a fan of it. Yeah. And are you a fan of his outside of She Bangs? Uh, what's, your, yes. what's your second favorite Ricky Martin song? I like Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> That's Martian to me, but I definitely like Living La Vida Loca as well. Okay, so when you're waiting in line for American Idol Season 3, what's the vibe around you? You go through, obviously, a few rounds to get in front of Randy, Paula, and Simon, right? They, they don't just send you right in to Not Seacrest. that easy, no. Sure. So what's the first stage like? Because since American Idol is coming back, people probably want to know. Get some tips from William Hung. How do they get, a, you know, how do they get past that first round? Well, there are thousands of people at the time, and I just got lucky. I couldn't explain it. Sure. The, the American Idol, they have like staff, like three staff uh, each. I, don't, I mean, there's a lot of staff. It's not just three. But I remember there were three in, in, the, in my group of people. And most of the people, they just got sent home after 30 seconds, after a minute. That would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But somehow I, they let me through. And then on day two, I got past the producers. And then finally, there's about 100 people left. And then I was standing in line to see Simon, Randy, and Paula. So you auditioned in San Francisco, right? Yes, yes. I believe season 16 auditions are happening in Oakland on August 20th. Maybe you can go and just say hi to people. I'm not sure. <laughs> Who was the first person you spoke to after your audition? First person I spoke to after my audition? Yeah, did you call your parents? Did you just no. high-five Ryan Seacrest? No. What, what happened as soon as you left? Did you put your backpack on and just mosey out? I actually wanted to hide it from everybody. Hide? Why? Because at the time, there, there was a, a big uh, four-month gap between the actual audition and the broadcast of the audition. Okay, and it, so, it broadcasted in January. Right, so I auditioned back in September. Okay. And at the time, I thought that was the end of the road. I didn't want anybody to know about it. I want to pretend life is normal. Even though you'd already won the talent show with the same song, you, yeah. you, you were cut down from that experience. Yeah, because I, I, because I knew it did, I didn't make it. I, it's, people know what Simon said. You can't sing. You can't dance. So what am I going to say? I like your Simon impression. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Simon was pretty harsh with you. Yeah. In the moment, you had a great, you were very positive. You said, I gave it my best. You know, and That's all I can do. And Paula really appreciated it. Randy liked it. He removed his head from his paper. And Simon, though, was pretty cruel. In that moment and after, did you have disappointment in him or the American Idol process, or were you just going to roll with it no matter what? I, I wasn't upset. That, that was my mindset. Sure. I, I, just had, I had no expectations. I, got, I, got, I thought I was lucky to get as far as I did, so that's why I said what I said. That's how I felt. Sure. I gave my best. I have no regrets. Excellent. When it aired that January, four months go by since your audition. You said you wanted to hide. Did you have a feeling it might make the air as you were watching at home? I wasn't sure. I, I, I had no idea. And did you watch episodes leading up to it, or did you only start watching when you knew you were going to be featured? I, I actually started watching after I knew I was going to be featured on January. I was one of the first people to, saw, to see the clip of myself. Because it was a New Year's Day Cotton Bowl commercial on Fox. No. Yes. 
And then I saw like what? <laughs> what was that like? Were you were you watching alone? Were you with your family? Like, no, how I was that... watching alone at the time. So sure. What not... were you What were you watching? Uh, I was watching a football game and a then football the commercial. Game. Okay. Are you a Niners fan? What kind of fan? No, are you? it was a college football game. Cotton oh, ball. college football game. Yeah. Very cool. Who's your team? At the at the time, I like Cal. I wanted Cal. Cal okay. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're good. Aaron Rodgers went there. Yeah, Marshawn yeah. Lynch went there. They're yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. So you're watching. Uh, the college football game. Yeah. All of a sudden, you see your face come on. That's right. Do you then call your parents? Do you then call your sibling? Like, what do you do in that moment? I actually did nothing. 30 million people are watching you on TV in that spot. I did nothing. I didn't want people to know about it yet. I wanted to see how people react. Because most auditions that didn't work out, just because they broadcast it, it doesn't mean I'll go viral. It right. doesn't mean that, that I'll, be, I'll become famous or whatever most people they they just laugh at them that they 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 watch they they watch it and that's the end of it so i didn't i still didn't expect anything that's my that's my that's the honest truth after it aired the actual show yeah this is in january right what happened that night or the next day what, how did your life change what happened that night was crazy because I couldn't, I, I don't, didn't have the courage to watch with my uh, dormmates. Okay, school, okay. So you're still in school. That was in school. And that night... But you I, knew they were watching. Yes, I knew they were watching. And all I could do was I hide myself in my, in my bedroom. What dorm were you in? Where in Berkeley? Flocker dormitories. Okay. They should put a medal there now. <laughs> a historic monument. Yeah. Your dorm mates watch this. Yes. Do they start knocking on your door? Do the people start running up to you on campus? Because I, I don't think Berkeley is known for watching network television and Fox. Yeah. So it, it's surprising the demographic that crosses over between UC Berkeley students and American Idol viewership. So I'm wondering, on campus the next day, were people just mobbing you? There were a lot of people that went up to me. And uh, it was really awkward. Civil engineering get a little harder or yeah. easier? No, it wasn't that. That didn't change. It was more like having uh, people uh, suddenly walking up to me. Oh, aren't you the She Bangs guy? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and some people actually, they were my supporters. And I, I was surprised. It's like, wow, sure. you actually liked it. Were there any perks came from it? Did anyone be like, hey, come eat lunch with us or I'm going to buy you a drink? Anything cool like that? Yes, it actually happened. because And I didn't even ask for it. When I go to some of the local restaurants, the, their, their, their owners are, were willing to give me some free meals, sure. free drinks. What's your, what's your favorite restaurant up in Berkeley that you used to go to? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh my goodness, what was it? Starbucks? No, <laughs> no, no. It was it was not Starbucks. It was something very uh, local. Maybe like I I don't think it's Fat Burger, but maybe... something like Fat Burger. Yeah, Fat Burger is really good. You like Fat Burger? Uh, it's good, but it's, I don't want to be eating too much of that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> not with your singing voice at stake, of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, okay, so after your big night. How long do you stay in school? Because I know you leave Berkeley fairly soon after, right? Because you get offered a record deal. Yes, it, 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 the whole process was. I was. I waited until the towards the end of the semester. Okay, so you made it pretty much all the way through sophomore year. No, I didn't because I. I, I actually. It was. Oh my god! So like, another, so many stories behind this one. Please, I got yeah. nothing but time. Church yeah. is here. We're good. Yeah. But, so the. I didn't know what to do initially when 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 sounds this, like me in college. Yeah, yeah when all this hap suddenly happened to me, 
and the professor, one of the civil engineering professors, this uh, suddenly display my my picture in front of hundreds of students in class. <laughs> what what did he say? I Employee think, of the month? No. What did he say? <laughs> I, ch- I I I forgot what he said, but it was something encouraging. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was that's something nice from him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I. Do you remember the professor's name? I forgot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, too long. Yeah. Uh, but but I did re- <laughs> I, but I did remember that I I had to explain to my counselor that because of this life event, I had to stop school. And uh, forgive me for asking this, did you ever go back to finish? I, I, I didn't finish school over there, okay. but I finished school at Cal State Northridge. Oh, excellent. The yeah. Sun, right? Yeah. CSUN. CSUN. <laughs> Cue the Sun, Ed Harris, one of our favorite lines in The Truman Show. Okay, so when do you get approached about this record deal, which winds up going really well? How does that happen? How did it happen? Well, I did some performances and interviews Okay. And then one was this when you were on like Kimmel and Conan and Ellen and all that. It, it was a few of those, not that, not not all at once. Sure. And then that would have been hard to. Schedule. And then one night, I got invited to perform at a UC Berkeley's men's volleyball game. What? Yes. And then bump and then, set spike <laughs> hung. <laughs> and then after my performance. One of the executives from Kosh Records gave me a $25,000 check for a record contract. No way. Yes, that's how it At happened. At the volleyball game? Yes. Did yeah. you go nuts? Oh my, I don't know what to do. They were fo- there's photo proof of that one. I'm not making that up. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. And did, did the crowd go wild? Did the volleyball players Everybody. explode from their spandex? Yeah, yeah. There were, like media, there were lots of media there that, that day. It, it's almost like they're... I feel perhaps like it was planned. Yeah, perhaps it was planned. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you get this $25,000 record deal, which for a sophomore in college, I mean, what an astonishing moment. Yes, yes. Do you have an idea about what you're going to put to paper or what you're going to record? Or are you just like just so grateful for the opportunity? I didn't know. I, or are you I just going to do 12 tracks of She Bangs? <laughs> no, it didn't happen that way. I just picked some songs that I enjoyed, and that's how the, my record company and I worked together. And that's how we had the first album, Inspiration. And Inspiration wound up selling over 200,000 records. Yeah. That's amazing. And yes. it was number one in its category in yes. the Billboard charts. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So when that happened, when how close are you with your family? Was your family really responsive and excited about all this? They, they were in a whirlwind. I mean, they, they were excited, but they also has, has some worry deep, deep inside them. They didn't know what to, what, what's going to happen. Sure. Because you were born in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, yeah. And when did you move? You moved over to New Jersey, maybe when you were 10 years old? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. New Jersey? Yeah, yeah, it's around that. Around okay. Area. And um, what made you go to Berkeley? That's pretty far from the East Coast. No, no, no because like, my dad moved, uh, got laid off, and we, my family and I moved to Los Angeles like six months after that. Okay, so okay. So you didn't stay in the East Coast very long. Sure, sure. Well, you came west, young man. Well yeah. done. And after you sell 200,000 records, what's next? I'm sure the record... Uh, label is very happy for their investment. Yes. They, you know, gave you twenty-five thousand dollars and nets two hundred thousand record sales. They did great. Yeah. What's the next step? I know you. You do do hung for the holidays yes, next. Yes, That's your holiday yes. album, hung for the holidays. Yes. Yes. And that was. I bought that. I did. Thank you. Um, it was fantastic. And so, what was what was your feeling with the reception that got? Well, I I could tell it was dying down. Because okay. after the second third album, it it it, it was it, it didn't get the same reception. So well, you were a meteor. You you were so hot for so long. It's hard to maintain that yes, heat. You yes, know. Yes. Yes. So as that was happening, um, 
were you just enjoying the ride or were you were you planning on more music more releases what were you talking about with your record label at the time were you just trying to capitalize on that moment uh i think with i i think realistically once the second album didn't work out didn't sell as many anywhere close to the first um, uh, sure. first album but remember i did buy it yeah, I, know, I, I, I appreciate support. But realistically, I, I knew that, that I had to have other plans in mind. Sure. Like, like uh, and eventually, after the albums tanked, I finished school. That's great. Yeah. Do you still get residuals or see checks from some of those songs? Uh, they ran out. They ran out a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. What advice would you give someone who has a hit song or a hit record? What advice would you give to the up-and-coming musician who finds success like you did? Well, I would say that it depends on the person. Be, be, it's, there's, still, there, there's no one answer. I can't give you one answer, honestly. It just depends on, on what, your, what other talents you have, what other stories you have. It, it's, there's a lot going on. So for some people, I, I would say you could stick with music. Because if you're passionate about it, you feel good about doing it, you have your fan base, you keep growing. You, you don't stop. And there was a point back, uh, well, after my first album, like you mentioned, the success after, of the first album, I was like, wow, oh my God, maybe I don't need to do anything else in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, after you have great success and then, and then some tapering off, yeah. sometimes in the world people can be mean and be critical and there are trolls out there. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with harsh criticism, particularly from people in this day and age in the social media era that aren't very nice? The way we deal with uh, the idea with them is try to be positive, try sure. to try to be empathetic. I'm not saying that those people are right. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say that those people should be like that. But I can, sometimes I can't change those people, and all I could do is just try to continue to help. Here's the thing. I don't like to compare myself to someone else, but one thing I, I do feel good about is helping bringing smiles to other people's faces. Well, you've done that in spades. Help, help yeah. them, help them, and help entertain others, relieve them of their stress. Sure. And that's and that's what entertain isn't that what entertainment should be about? Entertain, right? Yeah. Just try to make people happy. Absolutely. And entertain American Idol will it is coming back, right? Yeah. yeah. Season sixteen or technically the first season on ABC. Yes. You know, Katy Perry is going to be a judge on the show. Yes. And she's been going through a lot recently. Yes. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on what she's been going through since you've had, a, you know, a ton of fame yourself. What, not just advice you would give to Katy Perry, but um, any advice on how she should take on American Idol or how should she be dealing with the ups and downs of her career in the public light? Uh, I don't really know her that well, uh, so I, I don't want to comment too much on that. But I do, but I do know that in terms of uh, being a judge, being being a critic in general, like like hopefully every every judge, not just her, will will, will not be as mean as Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do you think should be judging on American Idol? Well, I hope I get the chance. Yes, <laughs> because there are there are rumors about it, and Simon did recommend me on 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 our Good, Mo uh, Good Morning America. Yes, uh, we recommend you on the Polos Podcast. <laughs> We'd love for Katy Perry, William Hung, Church. Who should our third Dream Team member be? Judy Garland. And Judy Garland from the <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Or Liza Minnelli, that'd be great too. I've heard Lionel Richie's name has come up. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a good get. 
actually the the the, the second judge that was confirmed is Chris Chris Daltrey. Chris Daltrey. Oh, really? yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That's very exciting. Daltrey. Yeah, Daltrey. You can Google that one. I think that one's confirmed. Well, you have better hair than both Daltrey and Katy Perry, <laughs> William. True. We really hope that you he get the job. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, you've been on a ton of shows, but my favorite appearance of yours is on Arrested Development, where there's mock trial with J. Ron Hold and William Hung's Hung Jury. You're the band leader of the Hung Jury. So. How did that come about? Do they pitch you or your management this idea and then you just show up? Or like, it's, it's such a clever idea. And describe the Arrested Development process for you. Well, the way it works is just, it's just like any other, other uh, appearance opportunity. It goes through my website. And then I, I have like my agent, my agent at the time was my dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just like Serena and Venus Williams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then I, we, we take a look at it, we, we decide we, we think it's pretty cool, and then that's it, we went for it. That's great, and how many days did it take to shoot that? It's really one day. One day? It wasn't too long. Excellent, excellent. And did you get to meet anyone on that show? Mm, not... I mean, I met. They just kept people. you in the jurors box the whole time. I, I mean, I met a few people, but I, 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 my, my memory is not that good. It's just because I met so many people throughout the years. That's true. Well, anyone stand out in your trials and travels of people that you're really grateful that you did get a chance to meet? Oh, uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Carrie. Is she is she your favorite American Idol yeah, of all she, time? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind uh, putting it out there. No, that's fine. Please do. <laughs> so, Carrie Underwood, what's your favorite song of hers? Oh man. Before so he cheats, that, yeah, there's that so one's many fun. I just like running to that song. Yeah, some heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On season three, of season three of American Idol, you must have been rooting for someone as you were watching it. Were you rooting for anyone in particular that year? Well, I wish Jasmine Trias had won. That's true. she did really well. She was she, top five, I right? Know, top I know, three. I know. It didn't work out, but I still, I she's still one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you follow um, the careers of the people that were on um, American Idol with you or around you? Some of them, not all of them. What kind of music do you like listening to now? I listen to instrumental, soundtrack. So no words? Not, yeah. It's, it's Elevator weird. music, William? It's, it's weird. You should call like Time Warner Cable. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay for it. It's your Spotify. Just listen to the... Well, I, I, I'm, I'm very uh, versatile. I don't let's listen to one kind of music. I, I, I like everything. I want to go back to American Idol season 16 for a second. Okay. So Ryan Seacrest is going to be hosting it. We heard that. We learned that. Okay. It's confirmed. It has been confirmed. Confirmed. Oh. Confirmed. Oh. Yes. Um, we just got a call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what advice do you have to people auditioning for this season of American Idol? I just say you try you you go out there and try and you just give your best effort that, that obviously the chance may be against you because you know you have like tens of thousands of people yeah auditioning there's only one person going to win Fantasia <laughs> <laughs> yeah whoever the new person is I mean realistic I, I'm being honest here yeah and yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's, and, and, and there are so many great talent out there but I, I think the one thing that I realized is perhaps like you just tr keep trying. If that doesn't work out, you try other things. I it's love not it. the end of the road. I totally agree. Uh, Church, our producer, Church Williams, y'all, um, we're going to do something fun for a second. I want you to judge Church. Church is going to sing something real quick, and you're going to be the American Idol judge. Can you, do, <laughs> okay. can you do that for us? Yeah, sure. Excellent. All right. Our producer, Church Williams, y'all, pick a song. William Hung, ready to judge. Every day. 
is so wonderful and suddenly it's hard to breathe now man i feel insecure from all the pain i'm so ashamed you are beautiful in every single way words can't bring me down so don't you bring me down today beautiful church williams y'all all right william american idol judge audition what do you say i like your, some some parts of your song i thought it was very, very uh, it displayed your vocal range really well it came out as sincere authentic and genuine but there were some parts that i thought you you were pushing a little bit too much if you cut back on that and make the songs uh the whole song smoother you'll be even better okay thanks well i'm really happy with what i did and um, <laughs> i think uh that was I perfect I love it. I love I love both of those. Great performance by Church and great judging by William Hung. Well done. After you perform in arenas and concert halls and malls everywhere, all over the world, you decide to stop the the tour, so to speak. You decide to stop doing music as your full-time job. And you go into wait for it, crime. Is that fair to say? Not quite. The reason is because it's, it's not, it's, I, it wasn't really up to me. Okay. You see, you see the entertainment business, the way it works is that not everybody gets the, 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 the limelight all the time. Sure. And, I, and if I don't get those opportunities, I can't just sit around and wait. You got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I had, to, I had to help my family, I had to help my friends. Yes. When you decide to make this change from music, what's going through your head? Is it just like, oh, this was really fun, I'm now going to try something else? Or was it a little more challenging than that, personally? I, I, to me, I, I had, no, I had no, no, no shame uh, going, going back to finish school and get a day job. Because I understand that there are different parts uh, to my life. So I, I just did it. I just finished my math degree. And then in terms of getting to the, the crime part of it, it was more like because... I, at the time I finished my math degree, I thought I was going to be a math teacher. But okay, I, but you, I, you'd be a great teacher. What'd they call you, Mr. Hung? Mr. Hung, but I, you know one thing I, that was very challenging for me was that sometimes I feel like no matter how hard I try, they would say to me, Mr. Hung, I don't understand. Mr. Hung, I don't, uh, it's like, it's, it's isn't, like, isn't that you in civil engineering though? <laughs> now you're just, you know, completing this circle. I know, I know. Yeah. But anyway, I got, a, I, got a, uh, I saw a job opportunity for LA County Sheriff's Department, and I took it. It's amazing. So you went from touring the world singing to the LA County Sheriff's Department. Yes. And how did that work? You just applied like every other person would, and they just said, yes. yeah, sure, this guy's qualified, let's yeah. do it. Yes, I, I, I applied like a normal person. Yeah. I went through the whole interview process. What's I, it like to be a normal person? I'd love to know. <laughs> Well, it was. It, it turned out to be n never normal. But the fortunate, for the, for the fortunate part of it was that my supervisor, she knew about my audition. Oh, that must have helped. Uh, yeah, and that helped because she actually liked me as a person. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, what is your day to day like working for the LA County Sheriff Department? At the time, it was it was like a learning process, like any other uh, office job, learning the computers, the programs, and all that. And I got used to it. It's not a big deal. Sure. 
and it's a lot of paperwork now. Yeah. Signing less autographs for people and more signing TPS reports. <laughs> uh, uh, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really sign off documents that much because I'm not really executive level, but it's more like just generating things that people want. To put a full bow on it, what is your, your takeaway from this whole experience, this whole ride you've been on? I thought you meant this. Oh, yeah, not just the Polos <laughs> podcast. No, but meaning like your, your whole life, you've had an amazing, full, enriched life. What, what giveaway uh, can you tell our listeners about what you've experienced and what you've learned and something they can glean from it? Well, what I learned from over 13 years working in the entertainment industry just because I don't work full-time, I just want a clear misconception here. Just because I don't work full-time doesn't mean I've given up. It's just that there's, there's not enough opportunities for me to just sit around and you know, rely on it. Sure. So if someone came and knocked and said, hey, William, we need you to do another cover of Ricky Martin. Boom, you're perform, out there. Perform. Let's do it. Excellent. So, all right. I like that. So that's the truth. And then, and then the, what I learned from it, uh, all this, is actually there's, there's more to it. And I feel like I'm not done. Because after 13 years working in the entertainment, I realized maybe, and I only started doing this year, I, be, I actually became an, insp I'm actually an inspirational speaker. That's the name of your album, Inspiration. I know. I, yeah, so now it's like a new profession, new business for me. So where do you do these inspirational speeches? Right now, I started off in many like Toastmasters clubs. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah like, not, like a nonprofit organization sure. that helps you public speaking and leadership. And then, uh, but not long, like a few months ago, I, I, I would say like this month, this month and last month, I started doing speaking outside of Toastmasters. Ooh. And I thought, I, st I did a keynote for Asian realtors for like hundreds of people. That's fantastic. I know, I know. So Where maybe, was that? Was that in the area or was it, that far it, away? It wasn't far. It was like a city of industry. Oh, okay. City of industry. Asian realtors. Yeah. Love it. People can potentially book you. There'll be some people listening to this that might want to find you. WilliamHung.net yes. is the best way to find William Hung. It's WilliamHung.net. Um, can they go through Toastmasters as well, or is that the best place to do it, WilliamHung.net? WilliamHung.net. I, I have my contact information there, and then we could, we could set something up together. Excellent. So he's, you know, you're doing motivational speaking, inspirational speaking, and the man will get on the microphone and sing if you want him to. Yeah, yeah because uh, I, I, people will ask me why I want to do it. And the reason is because I feel better now that if I could sing in my speeches, then it's more even better. It's more entertaining, but also giving value to the world. It's not like I sing, people forget. There's a big difference. That's, there's a reason why I, I, I changed to doing this. Because I feel that when I give this, the speeches now, people remember me in a good way. Absolutely, we're inspired by you. Definitely. Can you give us one quick she bangs? Sure. She bangs, she bangs. Oh baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she loves like it flows, but she stings like it be. Like every girl in history. Woo! We love it. Thank you very much, William. You're a treasure. You're our American Idol. The Polos Podcast loves you. And thank you so much for coming by. No problem. You're welcome. Thank you. That is my new favorite song. Yes, it's just Tom, my name, over and over again. And yes, I did commission it. But that's what I like. That's what I like. And if you guys like it, you can check out the singer of that song 
Mr. Kenton Chen at kentonchen.com. If you like what we do on the Polos podcast, please head to polos.org. That's www.polos.org. Oh, oh, look who's back. Anyway, if you like what we're doing, um, please subscribe to the Polos podcast. Please leave us a review if you dig it. We really appreciate it. Use the hashtag Polos podcast. I don't know why, but it sounds like fun. All right, everyone, that's our show. We want to thank you so much for... Hello? Oh, my God. Hey, guy from the apartment complex. It's It's been a while. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, I'm well. That was such a, a low voice <laughs> to, to, to enter the room with. Are, are you doing all right? It, it's pretty hot here in California. Very, very toasty. It's one of those days where you start to sweat while you still have your shower water on you. Yeah, well, how does that work? No, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You take a hot shower, you get out, and you're like hot so you start sweating so you have like sweat and oh it, it, yeah it's, it's like you. the steam continuum yeah so like you don't know if it's shower water or your own sweat yeah yeah i do kind of know that i don't like that we both know that <laughs> i feel like my shower time is my time <laughs> well guy from the apartment complex it's been so long what have you been up to i i feel like um it's been a while and you you must be walking around somewhere are, are you one of those people that wears um you know, an Apple Watch. No, I can see right now you don't wear an Apple Oh, but you are wearing a Fitbit. Yes. So do you keep track of your steps? Is that something you're into? I, I do. I uh, I had a Fitbit in 2015, but it was taken away from me because it really it made me, like, r- totally crazy. Uh, and I just You got... doing something crazy? <laughs> no. Our listeners are concerned. What, is that, what does that mean? Why did your Fitbit make you go crazy, guy from the apartment complex? You know, I had like a lot of things going on in my life, and I, I got a Fitbit for my birthday. Uh, I got fired from a job uh, on the fourth <laughs> day at that job. It was gnarly. And, but I had this Fitbit, and there was this thing called the Workweek Hustle. Okay. And everyone in my family got a Fitbit at the same time. So we could all race in like the most steps on Fitbit. You mean like keep track of who gets the most steps per day. You don't mean physically race from, like, oh. different states. Like, no. Forrest Gump meets Lincoln's Railroad. <laughs> meet in the middle. Uh, that would have been more entertaining, but... Uh, who was who uh, was the best stepper in the guy from the apartment complex family? I don't only really think of you as having a family. I, I think of you as just sort of an abstract person that lives in my building, but we love you anyway. <laughs> who was who was good in your family as far as stepping your... It, do you have siblings? How does that work? I, we, okay, so I have... How does that work? I, I, How I, does humanity <laughs> multiply? <laughs> uh, I, I have two siblings and two parents. Okay. Uh, and my brother walks a lot. He uh, he works in politics, and sometimes he goes around knocking on doors. So on those days, he's just walking all day. Uh, but I was... I've been fired from this job on a Wednesday, and the Workweek Hustle ended on Friday at three o'clock eastern time or western time uh so i went right to the gym i put the fitbit in my sock and just <laughs> went on the stationary bike for five and a half hours and the fitbit registers that as steps yes because it's your feet it's like an ankle bracelet like like you're at a house arrest yeah yeah uh but it would it you can get more rotations on the bicycle without getting tired Okay, so, but we didn't tell your brother this. Oh, no. There's no, no asterisk on the family uh, stat cast. No, I, I didn't tell them. It was it was when it all costs. Yeah, of course. And so you somehow walked how many miles in a day with this circumventing the law? Well, I was really far behind. And I believe on the last day I walked the equivalent of 25 miles. <laughs> 
Or I cycled the equivalent. And I would walk 500 more. Oh, that's fantastic. But what? I am right now sitting at uh, 9.8 miles on the day. That's really good. Yeah. That's at least 1.8 more than Eminem. <laughs> when, if you run in place, does it move? I actually, again, I don't understand Fitbits. No, I don't understand them. I completely do in concept. I just don't have one in general. Yeah, yeah even if you, like, if you swing your hand, so it picks up as a step. They should just call it, like, the, the hand swinger or something. That's probably a, a bad movie. Don't look up hand swinger. You know what I just found out today? Travis Kalanick, deposed CEO of Uber. Yes. Had the number two score in Wii Tennis. <laughs> uh, how did you know? Because you're number one? No, it was some news source listed it as, like, you know, Travis Kalanick, Uber CEO. Sure. One time number two Wii tennis score holder have you ever had any experiences with uber or lyft or any ride shares none <laughs> five star answer <laughs> a guy from the apartment complex you're a man about town with your fitbit and your walking and your fashion what do you make of clothes today people people um people are dressing differently than um than i remember sometimes i wake up and i go outside and i go oh there's fashion <laughs> What what do you make of uh, trends today? You know, I I am really aghast by all all the people who think it's appropriate to wear like shirts with a bunch of words on them. What do you mean? I don't know. It's what do you just, mean words? Like any. So you have like USA. Like this is. I'm wearing of, a shirt. This is USA. And yes, I th yes. This is like a kind of acceptable like athletic wear shirt. Sure. But shirts that just say things like. Like, I thought, the reason why I thought of this was because I, there was a shirt that said Atlanta effing hockey. And it was, <laughs> it was an Atlanta Thrashers fan shirt, but it looked like new. It's like, who are you? Uh, yeah, and was that a gift? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, who is the demo for that? People that love Atlanta hockey, but want to say it in a nasty way? Right, like, and like, just wear it on the street? Like, why? Yeah, because like, you probably have to run an errand in it. Like, you know, you probably have to go to the post office or the yeah. grocery store, and someone's going to look at your shirt and be like, do you like Atlanta hockey? <laughs> and then I guess you can just point to the middle part of that shirt and explain it. Um, it yeah, and what what conversations are you looking to engage in when you're wearing Sure, because a shirt like that is provocative. Yeah. It gets people going. <laughs> Guy from the apartment complex, you are... A pretty good chef, actually. I always smell good things coming from your apartment. Um, you making anything good these days? Where do you shop to get groceries? Oh, I, I shop at the at the nearby Albertsons. Oh, the local Albertsons grocer. A division of Vons. Yes, that's true. Yeah. What do you make of it? Why do you Why do you like to go there? Well, for for years, for, uh, yeah, like five or six years, I, it had stood out as definitely the fastest checkout. Uh, I find it's the closest to me, so that's that, that's a win right there. Uh, produce could be better, but you know it's it's fine. Um, selection has what I want. Price is reasonable, but above all else, quick checkouts. What's the thing? Their their program there, the little thing. Oh, they're like catchphrase. Yeah. Like if they're yeah, if there's three more people in a line, they'll open a new one. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Yeah. I love love three's a crowd. Yeah. Uh, although I do have feelings about when, you know, they open up another line and people from like other lines like hop in. Yes. 
Or the new checker comes over and says, come over here. Come to my oh, it's line. such a dangerous game guessing which line to go on. Yes. Yeah. It really is because I, I tend to know the cashiers at my grocery store at this point to the point where I know who's the fastest. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, if you go to the grocery store around the same time, you start seeing the same patrons and you know who the coupon lady is. And you know the guy who didn't bring the bag. Oh, I'm, I'm not that good. Yeah. I, I, I know the checkers, but I don't know the speed of my... Okay, so ha- has this slowed down over time for you? Or? Well, recently. Okay. So Al- Albertsons had a different software than Vons. And one of the other things I liked about Albertsons is there is no garbage uh, members group and, like, rewards card you give every time. Oh, like, everyone has to type in their phone number to get, like, three cents off of Yeah, to get the same thing as everyone. So it's not a savings. It's not a coupon. That is the price. Yeah, you say coupon weird. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but that is the price. That is how much it costs. Yeah. And if you don't do it, they'll like scan the other thing for you. For whatever reason, my number, I'm, I'm probably not doing it right. It's probably user error. Uh, but my number never stays at places. And with Vons, I, I've opened like six Vaughn cards. <laughs> and I use other people's numbers. And I don't know what numbers they're using. I use yours sometimes and it doesn't work. Sure. Uh, why is that? Do you never shop at Vons? I, I try not to be in the system if I don't have to be. Oh. Uh, yeah, I try that. I try other people's friends, but it's always someone's mom or whatever. Yeah. So I have one number sort of my phone's Vons, but it's much trouble to open. Anyway, it's garbage. But Albertson's got the software of Vons. Oh, no. You have to so, have a rewards card. So they slowed a good system down? Yeah. The, like, the way they search for produce is slower, and the way that it just, like, terminates a transaction is slower. I don't know if it, like, goes to... The cloud? Vons Central. Yeah, it's... It's always the cloud. It's the internet. Of, Man. Of things. Am I right about this guy from the apartment complex that you have a cat? Is oh, that true? Yeah, it, it it's been a while. Uh, yeah. So I I got a cat named Cameo. Aw, that's a great name for a cat. Uh, I had a cat for three years. What kind of cat? What kind of cat is she? She was uh an, was <laughs> an exotic short hair uh, tortoise shell cat. Oh no, Cameo. But yeah, she passed away January fifteenth, twenty seventeen. I'm sorry. Uh. But yeah, she was she was an adorable little presence in my life, and I, I had how her. old was she when you got her? Well, I had called her ten for three years, uh, <laughs> which she was probably ten one of those years. <laughs> sure. Um, how do cat years work? I really don't know. But she was a, you could tell she was on the, you you met cameo. Well, when you when you um, adopted her, how old did they say she was when you adopted her? She said she was. Be- between, they said she was between eight. She did not say. Uh, they said she was between eight and ten years old. But okay. she looked on the back nine <laughs> of that ten. Oh, what a sweetheart. Yeah, I can, how do you know with cats and dogs what their actual age is? There's no, like, Ancestry.com for dogs. No, like, you know, 23andMe for dogs. Maybe there is. Well, Kimmy, we think, had been... A show cat. We think she had been bred to be a show cat. Oh, cool! But she was off the breed in a few ways, and she couldn't breathe through her uh, her nose very well. I've been there. So she snorted really hard all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor cameo. Well, guy from the apartment complex, you really know how to bring us up at the end of a show. Yeah. Well, you know, it's important that we talk about cameo. It's important. The only way we keep her alive. Couldn't agree more. We love cameo. Guy from the apartment complex, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, do you have any last final thoughts for our listeners who have been waiting all this time to see you? Uh, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, folks. Thank you, Guy from the apartment complex. And I think Epcot. <laughs>
Hi, this is William Hung, and you're listening to Tom Pollock's 